0: Hi, and welcome to Why Partisan, a conversation between two political junkie friends from different sides of the aisle, hosted by Kristen Howerton and Paul Martin. Hello. Well, welcome to Why Partisan. If you are listening, you may be wondering, where did we go and what is happening?
1: We're still alive.
0: (laughs) We are here. Um, It has been... Gosh, how long, Paul, since we did an episode of this? 18?
1: 2018? 2018. Yeah, I, I think, think you're so. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We um, we were covering that election. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, we ended up having to stop the show because you got a job that was a little bit incompatible with... Yeah,
1: it couldn't, I couldn't speak about these issues. They're polarizing issues, and it was the kind of space that just wasn't a win-win. So...
0: Well, and to be fair, you were doing fundraising for foster children. Yes. I mean, you know. Yeah, and I
1: was outspoken against the uh, border... Uh, confiscation of children and separation from mm-hmm. families, which mm-hmm. which we don't need to go into. But today, we're going to talk about at least a couple of things. We're in an election yes. this year. Yes, yes. And it's almost going to be Trump against Biden. Haley probably will get out soon.
0: Which is why, I mean, you and I were chatting, and we were like, should we do, should we bring it back? Should we bring it back? You're in a different role now. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're um, not having to be as quiet. But, you know, I just feel like there's so much happening in the world right now that mm-hmm. both of us were like, Let's do it. Yeah, let's There's do it. a lot going on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be divisive. And just for those of you that never watched our vision, I'm a Republican, or I'd like to say a conservative, a classic conservative.
0: And I'm uh, a Democrat.
1: Uh, and probably uh, not just a moderate Democrat.
0: I am pretty left.
1: Yes, pretty left. <laughs> but our idea for this uh, podcast, for this video, mm-hmm. is to try to dig as deep as we can into having a civil conversation and even though the topics that we're going to talk about, whether it's Christian says something or I say something, we don't – we're going to really work to uh, convey our beliefs and the reasons behind them. This yeah. is not a hack uh, partisan. It's why partisan. It's uh, – yeah. We're we're meant to do this in a civil way, right?
0: Yes, and and we are friends in real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. We have been friends for a very long time. We play in a band together. Mm-hmm. We our spouses are friends. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, I think that one of the goals of this is to model what civil discourse looks like. Yeah. What does it look like when instead of seeing the right or the left as this sort of monolithic group that you're against, what does it look like when it's your friend? When it's a real living, breathing person who has reasons for the way that they vote
1: absolutely and one of the biggest phenomenons about this political division that i've thought about and you've heard it before is that it's easy to demonize in theory it's easy to demonize the abstract yeah but when that person's your next door neighbor that like watches your dog when you're gone or it's your you know your cousin or your niece or your nephew actually when it's a real person at work Mm -hmm. it's harder to demonize that person when you have a relationship
0: yes i agree OK, so we're going to dive into current events. And that's what the format of the show will be. Yeah. We will, you know, on a semi-weekly basis, depending on our schedules, we'll be coming in and just talking about what is going on in politics in that week or that month. Um, but before we dive into this week, let's give a little update on what we've been doing yeah, since yeah, for 2018.
1: Sure. So I ran for Congress. Yeah, no uh, I big deal. ran against a Republican. Uh, I primaried. That's the term. You uh, ran
0: against Dana Rohrbacher. Ran which, against
1: Dana, Dana Rohrabacher. He had a horrific uh, history of supporting Vladimir Putin. I, he
0: had that seat for a long time. He
1: had it for 30 years. Yeah. He ran on term limits. I just could not believe mm-hmm. that this guy was our congressman. Yeah. And uh, I got in the race. And I really made it a human rights campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... Uh, supported Vladimir Putin when he canceled the adoption of Russian orphans to the U.S. in 2012 as retaliation. Um, And I just, I'm a human rights advocate and I, for children especially, and I just couldn't not do it. I got in the race. I got some really exciting national attention, which was super fun and humbling. Um, And then the system, the California and Orange County establishment Mm -hmm. found a way to make sure that I don't move on, yeah. But I was very happy to play a part yes. in getting rid of Rohrabacher, which we did.
0: He did lose the seat in mm-hmm. that election that you ran in. Yes. And he lost it to? Uh, Har- Harley Ruda. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. was
1: a one-term uh, nice guy. Yes. Really liked him. Democrat. Yeah.
0: I-, I like him, too. Yeah. So that was pretty exciting. It was fun. And then now for a job, you are? Well,
1: I'm launching a new organization. I work in the fentanyl issue. I work mm-hmm. w- in children's. Children's rights, uh, children's mentoring, mentoring children. I do a lot of work in New Mexico in one Mm -hmm. of the areas called Española, that is the epicenter of the fentanyl crisis, Mm -hmm. and that's a new venture for me. And you wrote a book of, uh, among other things. (laughs) Yes, I did
0: put a book out in 2020 of all times, um, right in the middle of the COVID pandemic, Mm -hmm. and. But that was exciting. And then since then, I have really been doing therapy full time. Um, That is my main gig um, at this point, which keeps me very busy. Mm -hmm. And I have four teenagers. Yeah,
1: wow. Yes. Yes. I remember those days. Yes. (laughs) Younger children don't let you sleep. Older children don't let you rest. That is the truth. Right?
0: That is the truth. Yeah. Well, and then a few things have happened politically since 2018, just a couple. I mean, my goodness, we had um, we had January sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, that
1: peaceful walk through uh-huh. the Capitol as some Republicans uh-huh. like to call it.
0: Uh huh. Um, we had the Trump presidency. <laughs> that thing happened. <laughs> I mean, we talked about that a bit. Yeah. What else?
1: I mean, yeah, and then we had Biden come. We had mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, yeah. We've had uh, which
0: that was a political. I mean, who would have thought? that a pandemic would have turned that political, but it was incredibly political.
1: It was. And it was distinctively political in the United States of America, that's unlike virtually every other You're country right. that's that right. treated it, that, that <laughs> respects the guilds of science.
0: We, our country does seem to have a, an uncanny ability to turn everything
1: mm-hmm.
0: politicized well, and, and polarized. Let's,
1: absolutely. Let's face it. That's the game because yeah. that's how you win votes. And the Republicans decided, despite the fact that the Centers for Disease Control, mm-hmm. the National Institutes of Health, the World Health Organization, the American Medical Association, yeah. all said that maybe it's good to have a mask. Like when you go into surgery right. and the doctor walks in, yeah. they wear a mask because it might prevent germs. Right. Well, that became a political issue yeah. in addition to everything else.
0: I mean, this is a side note, but I, I just watched last night the documentary Boys State
1: mm-hmm. with
0: India. Have you seen this no. documentary? It's great. It's A24 and they follow, you know what Boy State is. No. It's like a it's run by the American Legion. Oh. They have Boy State and Girl State, and each state sends a number of teen delegates to do like kind of a fake election.
1: Yes. You've heard of I've this, heard of right? This. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so they follow these students, but one of the things and they put them in two parties, and these parties are not our parties, they're made up parties, and they turn on each other. Oh, fascinating. And they polarize. And so it's this sort of, you know, look at like that tendency. And in the documentary, some of the kids were talking about the dangers of a two-party system and how that is the natural trajectory. Fascinating. But what do you think about that? Like, is is that the nature of a two-party system? Are we just going to do this forever and ever and ever? where we have two parties well i mean one party says something and then the other party automatically goes to the other side
1: i mean it's just psychology and messaging the easiest way to get a vote is to have a slogan like open borders Mm -hmm. uh or build a wall yeah um and it's easy it's You know, it's immediately um, grasped, and we don't. You know, we have nothing in the Constitution, obviously, about needing a two-party system. That's just the way things have gone. And you have no labels now, which we'll talk about. That's going to be one of these other groups trying to compete uh, with a third party. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. But we, one of the reasons I remain in the Republican Party is I believe that we need good, solid you know, or moderately rational people in both parties. Yeah. Um, not, you know, I said a million times when I ran for Congress, why should one party, the Democrats, have a monopoly on issues of human rights, civil, civil rights, mm-hmm. social justice, common sense gun safety, and basic conservationism? And I say, even if it's really good PR...
0: Uh-huh. Which
1: it's more than that, but the Republican Party, in my view, has gotten so far away from advocating oh. for those issues in the way that the Democrats do.
0: Well, I mean, they've become anti woke. I mean, they're pushing back against DEI. Yeah. They are they 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 aren't just not active; they're reactive to these concepts. Yeah,
1: and some of the concepts I think go a bit too far. But we'll get into the weeds of that later. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we it will. might get ugly. <laughs>
0: All right. What do we want to start with for right now? What's happening right? To hap- what's happening in our political landscape?
1: Well, I mean, now officially we have three candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, essentially we have mm-hmm. two Republicans still in the race: Nikki uh-huh. Haley and Donald Trump, of course. And then Biden's going to cruise on to be the nominee for the Democrats. Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, you know, it's it's such a long shot. I love seeing her grittiness. I love seeing a woman taking it to the men. I like that. Uh,
0: I mean, I like that, too, but, you know, some of her comments on race have been very problematic.
1: Well, she did. Did you see her on Saturday? Li- I did. Live?
0: I mean, I, you know, I, I did see that. And I think there's an interesting thing to be said about, like, her kind of poking fun at it. But she hasn't issued a real statement, you know, like if she if she thinks that she made a mistake and that it is true that American society has been steeped in racism, she should correct that beyond a joke on SNL
1: and the these the way these people think is that the means justify or or yeah the end justifies the means yeah. so in her mind in South Carolina which which she's competing in the last thing she wants to do there's the first state to secede from the union is yeah. to say slavery is the reason for the civil war and so she kind of tiptoed and nuanced around that even though we know it's true she knows it's true but she's trying to cut into trump's vote and that was the way that she had to do it so in her mind in politics uh, it was justified so that she doesn't anger trump's radical far-right white nationalist (laughs) wing which they exist and in saying that those of you that might be shaking your head, it's true, right? The Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, these aren't fictitional entities that exist. No. They are a voting block. Yeah. They most certainly are a voting block, which is why Trump in the election wouldn't denounce them. Yeah. And so let's just acknowledge that they're there. Let's just acknowledge that they do support Donald Trump. It doesn't mean that Donald Trump's – I'm not saying Donald Trump's a racist. That's a separate conversation. I, I'll say it. She'll, she'll say it. But uh, – Haley's trying to compete and there are these different voting blocks and she didn't want to upset them.
0: Although I'm going to push back on, you said it looks like Biden is going to kind of cruise. I don't know. I think that there is a large swath of Democrats that are very, very upset about his policy in Israel right now, Mm -hmm. um, about what feels like complicity in a genocide. Are we going there? Well, I know we're not going to, we're going to do maybe a whole episode, but definitely a deep dive on the Israel stuff. But I do want, I think it's worth mentioning, I think that there is real trouble in the Democratic Party because they are not recognizing that people age 40, 30 and younger are not having this policy and, and are not happy. Myself included. Yeah. Very unhappy and, and, um. Feeling very conflicted about voting for someone who is funding mm-hmm. um, the killing of innocents.
1: It feels to me that we're where we were during the primaries last time when Bernie mm-hmm. was still in and uh-huh. Elizabeth, your your girl was still in. Yeah, and I got invited by someone you know, Doug Paget. Yeah, to uh, the tr- the D Triple C in DC. I don't remember what the event was. It was small. It was a table. I was in town. Yeah, so it wasn't like I was invited. <laughs> I was invited and some. Christianish thinkers were there yeah. and a couple yeah. congressmen. And during the break, my view was this country most certainly is not ready for an AOC, an Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. One-third of the country identifies as conservative, one-third of the country identifies as moderate, and one-third... Identifies as liberal, the vote in my view, the votes just aren't there. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling them this during this con- this lunch break. I was saying, mm-hmm. guys, the only person that could beat Donald Trump is Joe Biden. Yeah. I know you love Bernie. I understand that the political views, and, I, and I'm speaking to you as well. Yeah, but I just don't think that. Uh, Elizabeth would have beaten Trump. And I think we're in the same place right now where I know millions of people are really upset about a few issues. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at that ballot and it's Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I sure hope to God that those who are really upset about Mm -hmm. some of Biden's policies will pick the lesser of two evils.
0: But I'm going to play devil's advocate. And, and I'm, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not clear on what I would do in that, but I would never vote for Trump. I would never vote for Trump. Um, But I have to say that I have a real conflict in voting for Biden because it sends a message to the Arab world that we're okay with what's happening. And that is really uncomfortable for me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I certainly wouldn't tick Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, But... It's, it's a conflict, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I think we need to have an episode devoted to it. Yeah, uh, Because I, I have some nuanced views on it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're probably far more in agreement than we're in disagreement. Um, man, a lot's transpired since the early weeks of that conflict. And yeah. now it looks far more like a genocide than it did when Agreed. I was defending the uh-huh. retaliation. Yeah. And it needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, I will just give a little preview that I have been in occupied Palestine. Mm, I have been on trips where I have spoken with peacekeepers, spoken with people, and and I've been to Israel many times Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And so not to say that I'm an expert, um, but I certainly have seen with my own eyes what the Palestinians have been living under for a long time. And until I saw it with my own eyes, I could not have imagined. All right, let's talk about what's happening now.
1: Okay, well, in the polls, we have the CNN poll, uh, we have the McLaughlin poll. I just can't believe it, but Trump is up in these polls by a few points uh, dependent on the poll. Current Trump, Over Biden, Biden on a national poll. Oh, of course, this is in states, which yeah. is the, the meal ticket, but uh, just the very fact. Yeah. The very fact that this is a reality. I mean, it
0: actually makes my stomach hurt. And, it, and it, you know, I'm thinking back to you and I were together when the Trump, you know, presidency and win over Hillary Clinton was announced. And, you know, I had brought a bottle of wine over and mm-hmm. we had a, a bunch of friends together and we just completely assumed that we would be like opening that, I think it was champagne, mm-hmm. you know, when Hillary won. And just that sinking feeling of like, I can't believe this is happening. And I'm just, I can't believe we're there again, that this might happen again.
1: It could happen again. And, could. and to my Republican friends, to be as clear as I can, I was not a supporter of Trump and I wasn't a supporter of Trump. And the main reason was because I believed that Donald Trump would divide the nation mm-hmm. and destroy the party. Yeah. That his style of politics and vitriol mm-hmm. was not a good role model to our children, mm-hmm. and that despite policies like abortion, we all knew abortion, even if Roe was overturned, it was not going to reduce abortions in the mm-hmm. 21st century. And it hasn't, in mm-hmm. fact. Uh, anyway, that's another topic. But I didn't think he would be good for the fabric of of our nation. Uh-huh. And that's that was the basis of my viewpoint and yeah. I still believe that. It doesn't mean I mean if you want to call me a rhino call me a rhino that's fine but I don't think our nation is in better shape today as a result of Mm -hmm. Donald Trump coming into the political arena.
0: Well, I mean, let's look at the legacy of Donald Trump. I mean, the Roe v. Wade overturned, as you said, it's not reducing abortions, Mm -hmm. but it's making them difficult for women. Women are having to leave the state in some cases. What it really is making difficult is complicated pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing devastating stories of women who have you know children that are that are pregnant that with a wanted pregnancy that are having issues ectopic pregnancy and they're not able to get the medical care that that is standard of care because of these abortion laws i mean yeah. it's it's really barbaric what's happening to women
1: and we're divided on this issue but i think what i struggle with two things as a believer as someone that looks at the teachings of jesus very seriously Uh, And as somebody with a degree from a very conservative evangelical seminary, uh, we were taught that you do not add to the scripture and you do not take away. And ironically, even though abortions were more common then than they are today in ancient times, Jesus never once spoke about that particular form of, you know, evil, if you will— And that is a question I learned in conservative seminary. Conservative scholars said to me, biblical scholars, this is something we have to wrestle with. Because surely if Jesus was as fired up about it as evangelicals are today, Mm -hmm. he would have said something about it. But I think even – that's a theological issue. The other issue, though, is – a boy, people like to say abortion is murder i 'm pro life across the board meaning i 'm for a culture of life, but a first degree murder as we all know, is a premeditated murder right mm-hmm. that 's what separates first and second degree murder if abortion is murder it 's a first degree murder right A woman plans it, mm-hmm. she goes in, and she you know she terminates her pregnancy or as they would say, murder the child. Our country does not believe it's first degree murder. We believe first degree murder is first degree murder. Like, if I was to plan and go right. murder someone, no one would doubt that. Right. But 70% of the population says that abortion is different right. than me going right out, right now, yeah. and getting a gun and killing someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's a question for you, though, around this topic of abortion. That is the reason a lot of Christians voted for Trump last time. Oh, they, uh, since I mean, the 70s. We know people, yeah, 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 We know people that said, I'm holding single my nose. Vo- Single-issue yes, single vote But I care so much about abortion. And so we've, he did it. He overturned Roe v. Wade. So what is the excuse now? for Christians to vote for Trump, because that already got done.
1: That's a good point.
0: Like, could that reduce some people voting for him because we checked that box off?
1: The issue is bigger than abortion. The issue, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about this a lot, but my <laughs> my very limited whimsical view is that people are really upset that the country has gone left. It's Meaning? gone left. Well, I mean,
0: I mean, what are they upset about? I I know what it means, but what do you think that they're specifically
1: afraid? People are afraid of the LGBTQ community. They're afraid of trans trans people. people. They're afraid that there is a group of tens of millions of people in this country Mm -hmm. on the right. I'm sorry, on the left, Mm -hmm. that don't just tolerate diversity. They celebrate it, right? And you fall into this camp. I do. Racial, ethnic, cultural food, right? And, yeah. And, and they wouldn't only say they celebrate it; they believe that that flag uh-huh. just means diversity, mm-hmm. independence, and freedom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and you could make a really strong argument that that's what the whole project was about. Yeah. And you have people on the other side, well, right. Who think that's the opposite of where? Like, how do you solve that problem, Kristen?
0: Um, I think. That,
1: Come on, thirty seconds. I
0: think they die off. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think this is a generational thing. Also, I mean, I think most young kids are not fearful. They're not like, you know, the people that you're describing that are like cowering in their homes that the trans people are going to ruin America are older. You know, younger people now know trans people. They, they know, you know. Hispanic people, black people, they are in school with each other. Like, they, there's no longer this sort of other. So my, ho- my hope is that it's just going to improve generationally, I guess.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you're not going to stop it because this yeah. is a sociological trend. It happened in Europe over the course of, you know, mm-hmm. 100 years. Nothing is going to stop Even the ethnic, I'm sorry, racial diversity. This country is going to be primarily brown. Whites will be a minority in another 10, 15 years. Yes. And there are people very upset about that. And some, even Trump, is saying... He says these words mm-hmm. that they are poisoning our blood.
0: Oh, yeah. He's And pandering. I have poison blood. Pandering. I'm half
1: Mexican. That's right. And so I have poison blood. <laughs> Dang it. What do I do? Yeah. Uh, but, but he
0: is but, pandering to that racism. Yeah. It's Absolutely. there.
1: And, and if you're listening and you're a Trump supporter or a Republican, I think this is where it's really difficult to uh, shoot the messenger. Like this guy, mm-hmm. Paul Martin, is I'm not trying to be, be, to be divisive here. These are facts. That's Just right. Trump is saying these things, and there are a lot of people very upset because they feel that the ethnic core, Mm -hmm. as Pat Buchanan has said and others Mm -hmm. have said, Mm -hmm. of this country is being depleted by immigrants. That's just a reality. So Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be divisive. I'm just trying to say, so what do we do? And is electing Republicans like Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump, those types of Republicans, going to solve the problem?
0: It's not. It's just going to divide the nation more. I mean, electing Trump is not going to... To change the fact that many of our largest cities are majority minority that's mm-hmm. nothing will dial that back unless we engage in a genocide like we are a multi-racial multi-ethnic country we can't change that so we have to learn how to live you know. And
1: this is nothing new. It happened with the Irish. It happened with the Italians. My mother remembers.
0: You're half Italian. <laughs>
1: yeah. She yeah. remembers the 1950s. It was not pretty to be Italian. Mm-hmm. And now we have, and I'm not excusing what's happening at the border. We have massive issues. Yeah. But there is just a shift happening here in yeah. this nation having to do with just, I'm going to say, under the umbrella of diversity. Yes. Whether it's racial, ethnic, sexuality, Sex- gender. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Republicans somehow believe that legislation or you know, elected officials are going to change, you know, what Ron DeSantis did in Florida Mm -hmm. with books. It's, that's fine. You can ban certain books, but a a lot of the kids have this thing called the Internet. Yeah. You know, where they might be able to read whatever they want and beyond. And so this idea that we're somehow going to put a moat around diverse ideas is silly.
0: It's theatrics. I'm from Florida. My nieces and nephews live in Florida, They are reading all the same books everyone else is. These these teenagers are not in silos, you know. Okay, I'm going to take us on a different note, which is we've got a lot of um, lawsuits against Trump. Yeah. Do you think there is any chance, (laughs) tell me there's a chance, that one of these lawsuits bangs him out of, Eligibility to run for president. Is that at all possible?
1: It is possible. But I mean, he's a real, I mean, he's a serious um, fighter, this guy. And that's yeah. why people like him. And he knows how to work or manipulate the judicial system. And yeah. his game right now is delay, 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 delay. Uh-huh. Uh, with Eugene Carroll, he wasn't able to. Uh, yeah. That ship sailed and then it sailed yeah. again because yes. he had to slam her again yeah. to the tune of $83 million. Uh-huh. But in the D.C., uh, case uh this thing's been held up because uh trump appealed and he's trying to go after this idea not to get technical but this Mm -hmm. presidential immunity notion that presidents should forever be immune
0: let's talk about the eugene carroll case as well okay so uh, he he, uh he was charged with civilly this was a civil case um, he has to pay her $80 million. Mm-hmm. And we're now seeing the right really coming out and smearing E. e- Jean Carroll. We're seeing people resurfacing an old interview that she had with Anderson Cooper in which she was, in my opinion, talking about how men enjoy rape fantasies. But people are misinterpreting that as her talking about rape fantasies. And mm-hmm. um, we're just seeing, I mean, it's just, again, having grown up Republican and mm-hmm. Christian the fact that this is the candidate who has now been charged with rape. Mm-hmm. And now instead of adjusting to that and maybe looking at another candidate, people are doubling down and smearing this woman that he raped.
1: The loyalty people have to this person mm-hmm. and this party uh, cannot be overstated. Yeah, And he famously said decades ago, I could walk down Fifth Avenue and mm-hmm. you know, shoot someone in the head or face or whatever. and. Uh, they'd forgive me or I'd be fine. And there is a degree to which he is Teflon Don. It doesn't matter yeah. mm-hmm. what this guy does. He has been able to uh, wrest from tens of millions of America a loyalty. Yeah, that, I mean, even now with Taylor Swift, I mean, you have Republicans going after the NFL.
0: Oh my god. A gosh, red I state? Know.
1: Kansas City? Kansas? Football. Football. The American
0: I'm, pastime. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, I watched i have never been a big Taylor Swift fan. I just haven't paid much attention, but I have been more recently. Mm-hmm. And I watched a little bit of her at the Grammys. And to those of you listening, you're gonna say, well, duh, that's Taylor Swift. But gosh, what a class act. I just haven't paid much she is attention a class to her. Act. Just I agree. Watching her celebrate yeah. other people's victories and like we're yeah. like to the tens of millions of republicans whose daughters were raised on taylor swift and not just raised on her but raised on kind of a commitment to decency that she's yeah. exemplified yeah. for gener a generation the, the to the see these people turn, right yeah. uh and with so many negative influences potentially yeah. in in the media or in entertainment, and then you have this one individual who's done a pretty damn decent job. Yeah. And then, man, just do not mess with Donald Trump, or we're coming after you. Yes. And it's it's weird to watch.
0: It is weird to watch. I think with
1: E. Jean Carroll, uh, it, it just what, again, what gets me is if I have a daughter, and, you know, there are 20 women That have come forward with Trump. I'm not talking about Stormy Daniels. That was consensual, not the porn star. But right, twenty women
0: who have alleged sexual assault,
1: alleged sexual assault, and just to see people just dismiss it out of hand, and it just it doesn't seem human to me. No, if if you're listening and you're a Trump supporter, and this was your daughter, yeah. It just it doesn't seem rational. Yeah. I'm not saying they're all I'm not saying some of them might not be making it up. Maybe they are. But to dismiss 20 women Yeah. as being opportunists and liars right. without looking at the evidence is just there is a decay happening yeah. in this nation. And I see it on the I see it on the left. I see it on the right as well.
0: Yeah. And I also I want to say, you know, e. Jean Carroll, she is she is a little wacky. You know, she's a little out of hand. She says things that are wild. That doesn't mean, like, regardless of how her personality may be a bit different, that doesn't mean that this case that was, you know, Mm -hmm. tried by a judge Mm -hmm. is not true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She
0: gets to be a wacky person. Yeah. And it is still true. Yeah. We've come
1: to this binary where you can't, a Republican can't say, you know, Biden... You know, there was a global recession uh, during the pandemic and after the pandemic. It wasn't just the U.S. uh, or global inflation. And uh, wow, (laughs) unemployment's below 4%. And we've had, what, 11 straight months of, you know, recovery in terms of uh, costs of goods uh, we're the, the the economy is coming back. Yeah, he's given what he was handed. Remember COVID. Yeah, uh, remember the greatest economic downturn since yeah. the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. But people just aren't able to give credit where credit is due. Trump passed a hell of a com- uh, uh, prison reform bill. He joined with Van Jones to do this. I'll give. Trump credit for yeah. relieving thousands of minorities who were in prison for minor drug offenses mm-hmm. I'll give him credit for that but we just don't seem to be able to give credit where credit is due these days no. it's binary the Democrats are bad and my yeah. team's good yeah or, or vice versa
0: yeah I, I completely agree I mean I think what's interesting is one of the areas that we're actually seeing some bipartisanship coming together is in campaign finance reform. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. And then what we're seeing there is it's not party-drawn. It's more the younger generation of politicians who are saying, hey, this is really corrupt. And then the older folks, and I'll say for my party, Nancy Pelosi, like, come on, ma'am. I mean, you know, she is taking money and making all kinds of comments that I think are very um, influenced by the funding that she gets, you know? And and I think we're seeing that across the board. I don't think we'll ever have real, true political change in our country until our politicians are not muzzled by their funders. Whether that be the NRA, whether that be the nation of Israel, everyone is puppets, puppets Mm -hmm. based on who they're getting their funding from.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, one last thing I wanna talk about, um, unless you have something else. No. We have watched since 2018 also gun violence just continue to increase yeah. in our country. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, you know, NRA funding, I think that that is yet another issue um, that remains so problematic in our country, unique to our country. We don't yeah. see this happening anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, you know, that's another conversation to be had is the fact that we continue to have politicians who don't act in favor of public safety, especially for our children.
1: We don't, and to hear so many on the right, so many Republicans, uh, out of hand dismiss another mass shooting as, yeah. with with the white flag, there's nothing we can really do about it. There's so many guns out there. I mean, imagine if we did that with terrorism. Right. When it comes to a terrorist attack, and these are terrorist attacks, many of them, yeah. white supremacist terrorist yeah. attacks, uh, we don't, the Republicans, the party of strength Peace through strength doesn't cower and say, you know, well, there's nothing we can do about Uh it, guys. And again, this is where it becomes binary. I, as a Republican, was awarded the Moms Demand Action Candidate Distinction Award, Mm -hmm. not because I'm against the Second Amendment. I own guns. I always have. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love this idea of a Second Amendment, but I also like the idea of simple measures right. like universal background checks of right. which something like 80 percent of americans Are agree Indiana. with right but that's right many republicans in congress aren't having any of it yeah because of the dollars given to them yeah. through yeah. groups like the nra or
0: banning assault rifles there's Ban just no rifle. reason for a citizen to own an ar-15 yeah there's just no reason
1: i, I was i was having this conversation last year with someone locally here in uh, red orange county and it was a it was a woman, and she's like, "I just don't get what these guys are doing. Like, my husband loves his AR fifteen, and he has a right to go to the shooting range and use it. And 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 I'm I, like, I, with everything in me, I had to just keep my mouth shut mm-hmm. because, wait, your husband having his little toy mm-hmm. is more important. I'm mean, the I think most people don't understand what these things are it's mm-hmm. not so much that they shoot you know they're, they could be tweaked a bit to shoot as a machine gun an actual machine gun but it's the velocity and the way in which the bullets pulverize the body that's right and and blow holes and yeah. they're not meant to be on the streets they're, they're only not. meant to be in battle
0: they are not self-defense weapons they are mass destruction mm-hmm. weapons yeah
1: yeah and yet this is another polarized issue and Uh, it's disappointing. And I, this is an issue where I think we mostly agree. (laughs) You know, I think 70% of Americans would say they're in agreement, but the tail's wagging the dog. And those are the dollars that come from the NRA and groups like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, what are we looking forward to in the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, it's going to be busy. I mean, I can't believe this is the election year, uh, this week, the ruling, uh, in the, um, Presidential immunity should come down. Mm -hmm. That'll get kicked up to the Supreme Court either way. Whether Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court takes it, we don't know. And then I think if we thought (laughs) the last election was fluid, this is going to get nasty and nastier and nastier. And we're going to have a lot to talk about. But just reiterating, you know, Kristen and I are friends and we hope this isn't just a podcast or a video to have a video, but we really hope this could help people in their relationships because we have to be able to have civil conversations with people, not Mm -hmm. demonize them. Uh, It's just not helping anyone.
0: Yeah. And I I think our hope as well is, you know, to inform and that we're going to do some research and we want to give an update that is, I mean... Obviously, we're both going to have biases, but I I hope that we're going to present information in a way that we're looking at all sides, that we're able to kind of see the nuance, that we're not just coming in here and repeating our party talking points. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we will catch you guys next week.
1: See ya.